Hey everybody, welcome back to some Loud Thumbs Podcast. We're going to do a little bit of news, just going to focus on some Xbox and the story going on today. I am one of your hosts, Nick. And I am your other host, Josh. Uh, yeah, man, uh, you're probably more up to speed than I am. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're <laughs> working on my Golden Sun review, so I'm going to lean a little knowledge from you and ask some questions. All right, yeah, hit me with it. We're gonna talk about the the scuttlebutt and the shakeup happening in uh, in Xbox today, and get it out there and get our opinions on it. So we'll go from here. Hit me with it, man. What you got? So I mean, I, I saw some a little bit of scuttlebutt in the in the Discord saying that they're kind of moving away from like physical copies. Did I read that right? That's one of them. Yep, that they're wanting to go on all digital future. Um, the bigger one is they are putting rumor. Okay. This is the rumor runway, which okay. I talk about on the daily news. It's my, it's my segment on there, but the rumor runway right now is that they're going to put all their games on all consoles. There's no more exclusives for Xbox. Uh, okay. Wow. That's odd, but all right. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of want to like, put the feelers out there and kind of, you know, get get our barometer on where we feel each of us individually on mm. how this impacts us as individuals and what we think about and how it affects the industry. And, you know, just take a little, you know, we'll take like 30 minutes to do this. It'll be just a little short one, a little bonus for everybody out there sure, sure. Uh, tuning in to us. But um, mm. it's getting rid of your console exclusives being the conversation all the way back talking to their original games like they're not talking like from here out they're talking like even previous titles that were exclusive are now going to come to future consoles that are not xbox they're just going to be making software more or less the way i sum this up when we were talking a little bit on discord and i was talking with some friends individually uh offline is they're going the way of sega that's how it feels they're mm, not going to make consoles anymore. Yeah. The Dreamcast was their last deal, and now they just make video games. And they still survived, clearly. Sega's still around. So, I mean, what's your barometer? Where's your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I'm a little mixed. Like, at one point, they don't have a small foothold in the market, but they're, I don't know if they're competing to a level like Sony and Nintendo are doing. Um, so, I don't know if they just they don't see a way out or a way to grow more and they're trying and then maybe opening up their entire catalog to other, uh, other consoles is a way to make more money than what they are trying to do. Um, when maybe they, they are that far behind or feel like they're not gonna be able to catch up in, in terms of sales of the other big two. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can see it either way. Um, I doubt that they're losing money in general. And then they just made some real big purchases. I mean, Bethesda was a big one at a few billion. And obviously the Activision Blizzard just closed out at a huge one. Yeah. So they could really bring on online some like big titles to, to help draw some people to their console because it's a fine console. Um, I, I haven't really heard any major, major complaints about it. Right. Um, they just don't seem to have... Uh, the game development and the games that Sony seems to pull. Um, so maybe that's where they're losing out. They don't have a lot of stuff that's like big console sellers and a lot of stuff that they do have 
is also on PlayStation. So uh, they're they're losing the race, but I don't know if they're like dead in the water. I guess enough. I mean, what's what's your barometer on their on their hold in the market, Nick? Yeah, they're number three. I mean, there's no doubt on that. Um, I think Nintendo still holds true as number one uh, as far as sales go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just reported that on our on our uh, on the the news with Nick. Um, they sold 1.2 billion software copies for the Switch oh. since launch, which is insane. Um, yeah. There are 139 million um, consoles sold, which is crazy. PlayStation, I just reported today, actually, live on the news, that PlayStation has sold, according to some metrics that have been given out, uh, and some analysts doing the math, they've sold 77 million, uh, which is double what they've sold on Xbox. It's They've sold two to one versus Xbox, so Xbox is in the 30 million range somewhere. Um, so they're by far third, like they're definitely by the bottom. far third. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize the disparity was that huge. Like I knew yeah. they weren't winning any races, um, but they're, uh, you know, half that of Sony and a, a quarter of what Nintendo's doing. Yeah. Like they're not touching Nintendo. Um, no, definitely that's, not. That's, that's wild. I mean, not even Sony's doing that. Yeah. I mean, my, my thought on it all is that they're going to go the way that they started they're going to go right back to just selling software. That's all Microsoft did in the beginning. They, mm-hmm. IBM was making computers and they were making software. That's what it was. And not until much further in the future did they start making actual hardware with like, you know, certain laptops in the Surface and things like that. You weren't really buying a Windows computer. Yeah. You were buying a computer with Windows on it is how that always worked. Correct. And I feel like they want that to happen with these consoles, but I don't see that happening. I feel like there's going to be a big kickback. Uh, It might not be as difficult to do it with Nintendo, but I don't think Sony is going to allow their, let's just call it platform because Game Pass is a platform now. They're not going to allow Game Pass on the PlayStation, period. They're not. I don't think so. They have a competing service. Right. And that that took me to a question that I just thought of today, kind of just thinking we were going to sit down and chat about this for a little while, was if you think about something, if if you have a PlayStation and let's just hypothetically, let's let's hit that rumor runway and say it's real. It's really (laughs) happening, right? Yeah. No Xbox console anymore. All they do is sell software and Game Pass. If you have a PlayStation that cannot have Game Pass, then you're going to buy the video game then. Because it's an Xbox game, right? Your Xbox yeah. is going to make money. So say Halo comes to PlayStation. They're going to buy Halo. Physically, they're going to pay $70 for Halo. And they have the game on PlayStation now. So Microsoft is going to make money there. Which is the equivalent of like three months of Game Pass, roughly. Game Pass like 18 bucks a month. So it's real close yeah. to... It's almost four, but close. And they're going to be able to start double dipping. So I didn't think about it that way until just today where you're going to have game pass subscribers buying game pass and using game pass on their PC. And instead of having game pass on a PlayStation, they're going to have to fork out the full dollar amount for these games to be able to play them on PlayStation for anybody who doesn't own a PC or another Mm. said console that it can play game pass. Right. Right. So that right there is absolutely a business decision. They're going to make so much more money 
having the opportunity to sell the games at full price on a console that they don't even make and being able to use Game Pass for everybody else that's going to allow Game Pass to play on it. Because right now it's on a lot of stuff. I mean, it's built into a lot of televisions now with Samsung. Uh, it's built into um, a lot of PCs. Like my my computer at work, when it got updated, it had a Game Pass app right on it. So, I mean, it's right there. Mine came preloaded. Yeah. There you, exactly. There you go. So, you know, it's there already. NVIDIA is already doing a bunch of stuff with the with their streaming cloud service that is with Game Pass. They're working with one-to-one. Um, oh, wow. And, you know, it's on all of our phones. Like, we can download the app and play it on our phones, too. So it's already in a lot of places. And if if they can do that, then I think I, I th- it's going to be successful. I don't see them losing money because they won't have to make a console. But on the flip side of that coin, I think to myself, well, what are they going to do with the people that don't have any of these other options? Yeah. They they got to make something for cheap that can get people to into their platform. If they're not going to make a console that competes because that's why we buy the consoles is because the exclusivity is a lot of the time. Like that's why I have an Xbox is because of halo. Like it's the, uh-huh. it's a big reason I have Xbox period. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other reasons, but it's probably the biggest for me. And I think that I think it's, it's going to happen to a point where eventually there are no consoles for anyone. I just think that's going to be a ways down the line. And I feel like it's just going to be streaming online or downloading, you know, directly to our televisions because they're already working that out right now. TVs are going to start coming with hard drives, you know, that kind of stuff's happening. So I feel like this is just like the tip of the iceberg that they're the biggest out of the companies as far as money. Let's just forget about only game division. Oh yeah. Microsoft resources. They're a trillion dollar company, man. I mean, there's, they have so much money. It's ridiculous. So for anyone to take this risk, it would be them. Like they can risk going, Hey, let's play with the market and see what happens and watch. And we're supposed to find out next week from Phil uh, in in some sort of a where his quote was, we heard you we're listening. And apparently something's coming next week, he's going to talk about it, hmm. basically like a stay tuned situation. But I mean, what are your thoughts on a on a console list, you know, world and no more competition, no more exclusives battling it out, you know, with a. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I mean. It, it's it's conflicting um, because I, it seems like the way technology is going to go. I think cloud uh, cloud stream or cloud gaming is going to get better and better. Microsoft already does it pretty well, yeah. um, and so as technology progresses, internet speeds are going to progress or get faster. Even like minimum speeds are going to be up to par to do a lot of this stuff, and you know you're not going to feel that lag. And you're trying to play competitively, so it I can see that happening down the line where i get conflicted is that competition breeds innovation exactly and if there's no real competition between the two companies to do better make better uh i i don't care if dual sense is a gimmicky thing or you know right. motion controls on the switch is a gimmicky thing like the, each company is trying to do something different um innovative to to breed a better experience um a more immersive one 
uh, hopefully, uh, to then make their games better. And so if it, the competition of that dies, I mean, that's a, that's a big bummer. Like, I don't get, I can hook up my my uh, my PlayStation 5 controller to my computer, uh, no problem, I do it all the time, but I don't get I don't get the DualSense stuff, right? So, like, there's still big motivation for me to go back to my console and play games on it. You know, I like having that de- dedicated setup because it's there, it's hooked up, it's ready. I got to move my laptop around a bunch if I want to play it on uh, on my TV uh, and, and stuff like that. Um, I do like having separate games on separate platforms. I don't know why. I, I like <laughs> the separation. Uh, I like anything I can play handheld on my Switch and kind of chill with. You know, I like my big adventures on, um, aside from Baldur's Gate, on uh, my TV, on the PlayStation, and for, like, games, like, I got, like, just real grindy, like, it's like a Civilization or Diablo or something I want to play for, like, a long time, and want a little bit of me time, it's on my laptop. So I got, and I mean, that's because I've always had multiple outlets for that stuff, and so I've gotten used to it, but I do like that separation, um, but without consoles, like... I like the new next big thing. I like that the switch is portable, like that, that it's, it's gimmick and stuff. So um, it provides me with different experiences and I don't want to really lose out on those experiences. And it's going to be weird if Xbox leaves the market because then that leaves a void for Sony to do exactly nothing because no one's competing with Nintendo. We've talked about Nintendo Island about a bajillion times. They're not, they're competing with themselves I think they just like the challenge. They know no one else touches them, and they just like to come up with cool shit. Uh, so um, I'm not so much afraid for Nintendo. I think they're going to hold out the longest out of anybody if if we are moving towards a console-less world. Uh, but I think it will leave a weird void for uh, Sony to like just barely do anything to upgrade for the playstation 6 and then put games only on it and make you buy it anyway uh they don't have any cool thing to bring you to it yeah 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 i completely agree i think they're a a crux in the in the whole mix like it's almost like they're the they're the spoon stirring the pot you know xbox is Uh because nintendo is kind of complacent and they I mean, Nintendo kind of feels like the pot and just keeping on that analogy, they feel like the pot itself. You know, it's just kind of holding everything together. You know, Nintendo's uh-huh. been there since, you know, the 80s. And, you know, PlayStation is whatever those ingredients are that are in there, you know, just sitting there and they're they're just going to get burnt if they're not stirred. Right. They got to be stirred. You know, you got to <laughs> yeah. you got to keep it moving. Right. You know, that's what Kevin says. You got to you got to. You got to put the onions in later, right? So you don't get them burned. You got to keep stirring <laughs> yeah. them, right? In the office. You got to exactly. keep... That's how you make chili, right? You got to make a good chili. And I oh, feel yeah. like the, the chili with no spoon is just messy. And so it, it really feels like Xbox should have... Continu- I hope they do, and this isn't true. I hope they continue to make consoles. Uh, now to move on to the second half of this conversation I want to have with you. If they continue to make consoles, which I truly hope they do because I agree hundred percent with what you j- just said, Josh. Yeah. I don't care if their games are exclusive. That part is not a big deal to me, but I want to be able to play games and continue to innovate on something that could give me a better experience than playing it on what would, yeah. con- what would technically be considered a third party console. I mean, we're playing 
Sega games on PlayStation. We're playing Xbox games on PlayStation, Capcom games on PlayStation. But when you think of it, Xbox and going to PlayStation, it would make me feel like it, it. it's just a weird brain thing. It just wouldn't feel right. Like something about it just doesn't feel right. I know. I know. But at the same time, I'm still OK with that. I'm OK that there's multiple people enjoying millions more, honestly, tens and tens of millions more enjoying these games, which we've talked about that in exclusivity. We have an episode. You guys can go look back on our channel where we talk about exclusive games uh, pretty thoroughly and how we feel about them. And it's one of those where it's like exclusive games do build competition between each other. That's just how they work. 100%. And I think studios can do the same thing. It's just not as, I don't know. It's, it's not as effective, I guess would be the words I want to put onto it because when you have a console and you know, somebody has to buy your console to play your game, there's that next level of like, we need to make something awesome because we need to sell these consoles. When you're making the software and it's on everything, you don't have to have that next level all the time to be able to do both, to get them to buy the game and your console. So now they might Mm. buy your game, but then again, they might not be happy about their purchase when they're done because it didn't turn out to be as good as they would have expected uh, had you made it for something specifically on your console. Because when you kind of spread yourself too thin, sometimes it can run into issues. But I'm okay with there being multiple games, exclusives, you know, pulled away and you're playing other ones. Yeah, I just I really for some reason in my mind, like I. I'm still battling 100% about it because it's like they spent a bunch of money on these video games and these companies and I know they're Mm -hmm. trying to get it back and why are you giving all of them up? Like that part doesn't make any sense to me. Like you're giving up like all your original stuff that made your console worth buying that is pre now, you know, but yeah, you're also going to give up everything is coming out now. And into the future, I mean, all there the rumor is all the way, like even Indiana Jones and and um, Starfield and all these games are going to be coming to PlayStation. But it's like, OK, how about we make a console and we do like PlayStation's doing with PC and make them exclusive until a certain time? It makes a certain amount of money. You know, mm-hmm. your consoles are still selling, obviously, to, for people who want the games day one. Everybody has a FOMO, right? That's a thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. you're going to sell consoles when Indiana Jones comes out. Why? Why risk just giving it all up right away? I feel like they mm-hmm. need to meet in the middle somewhere. Like the more I think about it, it's like, yeah, sure. I don't mind the exclusives going elsewhere, but I want a console. And you're not going to sell a console unless you somehow have exclusives tied to it in some way or another. Yeah, yeah. I'm reaping some of these benefits already, right? Because I have I have a nice PC, so I can... A lot of these things are Xbox and PC releases simultaneously. It's how I was able to play Starfield. It's how I was able to play uh, Horizon, uh, Forza Motorsport. Yeah. And so they are kind of already halfway there, but Sony's still not getting it. So getting that stuff so it still forces sony to do better like we complained at at length about sony's complaining about not having call of duty like shut up and make a better first person shooter like you know just take a grain of salt and make something better you know and then it's going to force them to make something it just it's good for the industry to have that competition so i know they're already 
one, I don't know, say one foot in the grave like that because I share all their things with PC already. Right. At least most of them. But it still feels like there's going to be a weird power vacuum. And I think the last time Sony and Nintendo really competed was in like the early 90s. And even then there was Sega right alongside trying to compete as well. Um, it's like there's always been three, right? So like that's the that's the confusing part in my brain. Just listening to you say that I totally wasn't even thinking because 99 was the Dreamcast and it only lasted two years. And in that time that it lasted was when Xbox came out. So when uh-huh, Sega died, exactly. Xbox sort of take their took their spot. And exactly. we kept three again. Like it was just there was always still three. You know, I mean, there was way more in the 80s. There was like 20 in the 80s. But, you know, eventually, <laughs> yeah. you know, Nintendo and Sega and PlayStation and then Nintendo and PlayStation and Xbox all ended up being just the ones competing. Yeah, it's just it's such a weird thing to think about. It's a weird feeling to think. It is. There's not a big three anymore. Like it's just Xbox is going the way of Netflix, more or less, is another analogy I kind of came up yeah. with. Yeah. Because yeah, Netflix was a physical right. company too. They used to rent you DVDs and send them to you in the mail. Um, for some of you youngsters listening, you might not know that, but um <laughs> it was it was that all of a sudden and they were like, Oh, I'm gonna put it on my I wanna put it on a, a game console or I wanna put it on, you know, a stick that you could buy. And next thing you know, there's no more discs. You know, they phased it out and now it's strictly digital. Nothing physical anymore. So you don't need DVD players anymore, period. I mean, if you want them, go buy them. They exist. You can have them for stuff that is going to continue to exist, but eventually that will get phased out too. So it definitely feels like a Netflix thing, uh, business model style because of we're wrapping it up and going just full digital on everything. Yeah. And what is that going to do with all the current X? I mean... I don't think the Sirius X is out of its lifetime by like a good few years at least. Right. And that's if they don't put out like a mid generation performance model like they did, um, like they've done for a couple years now, uh, both consoles really. Um, and so like what, what's going to happen with the vacuum of people who subscribe to game pass, but aren't PC owners, which exactly. has got to be most, it's got to be most of them. Like I tried to do a quick Google a little bit, just a little bit ago and there's it doesn't seem to be a clear consensus about their portions of PC users to console users. Um, and so I like I don't know what's going to happen. To that. Like, like the move that this feels like is that they're going to they're riding the wave of Game Pass because it has to be the yeah. biggest revenue maker by far with millions upon millions of people subscribed. But if they're just going to leave that vacuum out there, they're going to drop like at least half i mean that's a generous read in saying that half of game pass users are pc users i feel like right yeah that's pretty generous it's got to be a much smaller portion but let's assume half i mean that's half the revenue gone over over the span of them just obsoleting their consoles which again probably won't happen they don't tend to obsolete stuff like that for you know at least 10 years so they're probably going to service these as long as they can mm-hmm. and then phase out you know you should obviously should rumors, rumors be true uh so it's just gonna i don't know maybe they'll try to strike up a deal with sony and appeal to their greater market and get sony to give up the playstation plus program doubt it no nope. super doubt that's been around for a long time i don't and it's it has gotten better is it as good as game pass i don't think so has it significantly improved in the last couple of years? Also, oh, yes. Yeah, big time. 
yeah, like significantly improved in the last few years. Um, so I don't know, man. It feels like there's going to be a, a it, and of course, it probably won't poof overnight. It'd be really weird if it did. Yeah. But it's going to be over the course of the next several years. It's just going to dwindle, and it's it's going to be weird to see where the rest of that market goes. Like, yeah. Will Nintendo step in with a high-powered console and a handheld again? Who knows? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Right, right. You know, and, the, and one of the last things I wanted to bring up and just get your thoughts on it real quick is thinking of how Game Pass has slowly gone up. PlayStation Plus tiers have slowly gone up in price, both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This kind of seems like a way of of mitigating the cost going up on those services by still being able to sell your games at full price on those other consoles, just kind of circling back to my original point, uh, they're going to double money. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one of my, one of my notes to myself here that made the most sense because we all know Netflix started when it went digital it had a bunch of subscribers, but it was losing money. Like it was losing like $200 million a year or something crazy. It was a lot. And they yeah. lost a bunch of money for a while before they started actually what they would consider making money. Right. I think they're still probably in, in the red, but they're making money now. So they're trending up to pay up what, what they lost before. And I think that's Xbox. I don't think they're hemorrhaging money or anything like that with Game Pass. I think they're making money off of it. They've got smart people putting together these deals, and I, I think it seems to benefit everybody, but it doesn't benefit us if we end up paying... Currently, it's like 17 bucks a month, 18 If we end up paying like 30 or $40 a month for Game Pass, people aren't going to buy Game Pass. I'm, I mean, I'm already unsubscribed. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hop in for a select few and then yep. hop back out. And you're going to do that because it's going to save you money on buying a game. Otherwise, just buy the game, right? So they they have to have some sort of an algorithm or thought in their minds to where they can say, we can still keep Game Pass under $20 a month because we can sell our games on these other consoles that don't allow Game Pass or people just don't want to be in our platform, you know, or our ecosystem. And they'll spend $70 on one title and they'll do that four or five times a year now because of the games that we have exclusives on. So even yeah. though we're giving up 30% to Sony or Nintendo for putting them on there because they take their cut too, we're still making 70% of that. And out of that 70%, you know, 40% or 50% is, is profit con- compared to what they're doing with Game Pass. And that 50% they're making money on goes to feed Game Pass and they're still continuing to make money on the backside uh-huh. of those games. That just seems like part of the method of the madness for me, because I know this we've seen it grow that Game Pass is not going to get cheaper. It would be great if it did, but it's just not going to. Yeah, but it can't it can't balloon too far. I mean, everybody's upset right Uh, now with the way prices are on. I mean, I pay like 20 bucks a month for my um, HBO Max. I think uh, I think Netflix went to like 22 or something for the premium one. And Disney plus gives you Hulu and Disney now together, but I think it's 25. So those have already cable again. Yeah. It's like having (laughs) cable again. Exactly. And there's, there's gotta be something to, you know, break, break the difference, mitigate the cost increase something. And this feels like it could be one of those things. 
that they're thinking of to keep the competition mm. on in their favor because if game pass continues to grow and stays at a static price for long enough and only gradually increases in price and PlayStation can't do that because they're not putting their games on game pass and making money off of that. Right. Because Xbox is like, uh-huh. eh, nah, then their price of PlayStation plus is going to go through the roof. Could be. Yeah. So j- just the thought I had there, uh, that I wanted to talk about and get your thoughts on too. If, uh, if you think that's probably part of their, their madness. I mean, likely um, they're probably going for a larger volume rather than, you know, they're trying to put their eggs in more than one basket, it feels like. And yeah. so, I mean, they've already spread it out a little bit, but if they try to tackle the entire market, then they're not relying so much on Xbox sales. They're relying on game sales, you know, and what, yep. what the industry is doing as a whole. Um We'll see how that works. Nintendo doesn't really <laughs> work with other people. It seems like they yeah. have with Xbox a little bit. Um, and then Sony certainly doesn't work with anybody else. Um, so not unless they own it's, them. It's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Absolutely no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a weird week next week to see what ends up happening. And then more uh, more talk about it after that. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it some more. But right now, um yeah, my barometer's a little bit all over the place, but still, I still want three consoles. I still want an Xbox console to come out, and I I still want certain exclusives. I don't want them to give up Halo. I think that would be silly, but it's business yeah. decisions, and I, I'm more thinking probably with my heart than I am with my mind right now as far as that goes. I feel you. All right, guys. Well, hey, we wanted to talk to you about that and let us know what your thoughts are. Hit us in the comments below. Email us loudthumbs at gmail.com. Jump over on our Discord. Talk about it over there. Uh, Whatever's good. We got plenty of options to chat about it. But let us know your thoughts on this whole Xbox, you know, giving up. You know, what are they doing? Is it ridiculous? Do you agree with it? Do you not agree with it? Uh, Let us know. I'm super curious. Want to get the chat going uh, down in the comments below and keep us posted. We'll be in there chatting with you. But Hell yeah, that's it. Just a short one this this time today. Just want to take a minute or two to talk about that with you guys. Uh, but we'll be back on the next one. So tune in for that. Uh, Josh will be uh, coming at us soon, very soon, with uh, some Golden Sun. We're going to do a game cast on that and go chat about that. So that'll be fun. So tune in for that. It won't be uh, too long. Make sure to follow. You'll see us. All right. Till next time. Game on. Volume up. And stay loud. <laughs>